Coyote Vance in for Mike Smith. Oh, tax time. Oh, my goodness. Millions of dollars in tax detections and credits go unclaimed by Canadians every year. This is the real deal. Your accountant matters. I wish taxes were more simple. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, when Revenue Canada checks our math, couldn't they just do the math and then we could check theirs? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how it works. We need the experts. We need the financial experts. And a personal finance expert is in your back pocket, probably one of the more valuable things you can uh, have in your life and a, a relationship that you need to cultivate. We have Tyler Thielman, who is a personal financial expert and Spring Financial President and CEO. Thanks for doing this, Tyler. Hey, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You must be super busy. I lean hard on the expertise of my personal finance expert when it comes specifically to what I should be doing with my RSPs or my TFSAs or what am I doing with my taxes in particular. And I remember when I thought I can do my taxes on my own. And when I finally did get professional support, the amount of refund that I received just by knowing what was sitting on the table is so huge. So I want to pick your brain here and you can help our listener get a bit of an idea of what we need to do in order to maximize our 2023 refund. So as we approach the deadline, the tax, the RRSP deadline, um, can you give us an idea of what should, what we should be doing with regard to registered retirement savings plans or tax-free savings accounts or both? Yeah, I mean, there's so many options. And, you know, like you said, every every person's different. And, you know, every person has kind of different things going on. So, um, you know, registered retirement savings plan is, you know, the classic, uh, you know, if you contribute money now, uh, you don't have to pay tax on that money uh, with the hopes of taking it out later, maybe after you retire at a lower tax rate. Um, it's really a long-term plan that, you know, it's intended that you kind of contribute to over the course of your career uh, and then start accessing in retirement. So that one is really like, you know, long-term planning in my opinion. That's one that you tell your kids to do. Cause my stepdad actually told me that when I got my first job at Dairy Queen, he's like, you don't understand compound interest, but you will kid. And I'm telling you right. at 56, I understand what he was saying then. And it gets you started in a way where you pay yourself. Um, not everybody can afford to do that in today's reality. So that is a caveat on, on, you know, contributing to your RRSP. Let's talk about some of the um, new tax incentives and deductions and who might be eligible for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the newest one is uh, the first time home buyer savings account. Um, and so it's called for short FHSA. And, and that is for anyone who's really trying to buy a home, which, as we know, is becoming harder and harder. Um, and this allows you to take $8,000 a year of your or contribute $8,000 a year at a tax-free rate. So if you put $8,000 in, you'll get a tax refund on that $8,000. Um, and every year you can do $8,000 up into $40,000 total. So And then when you take it out to buy a house, uh, you can take it out tax-free as well. So very different from an RSP. When you take money out of an RSP, you pay tax on it. Uh, mm -hmm. For this, if you take it out and buy a house, uh, you don't pay any tax. So you don't pay any tax on the money going in and you don't pay any tax on the money going out. And if you do the math on that, based on the percentage of taxes you pay in your household, that can be a significant saving both going in and when you finally get to 
be that first-time home buyer, which is super exciting. Now, let's, uh, if you don't mind, Tyler, uh, talk about the most common mistakes people make when filing. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's over 400 different uh, you know tax credits or rebates or things you can do to reduce the total amount of tax paid. So everything from medical expenses to you know, certain employment expenses, even if you are an employee, sometimes you can still get certain employment expenses uh, deducted. You don't have to be self-employed. Um, obviously, for self-employed people, there's a lot going on, uh, you know, charitable deductions, all sorts of stuff, um, you know, child care. So, so it really, like, spans, you know, kind of every single life circumstance. And, right. you know, I agree with what you said. You know, if you, you can try using TurboTax and some of those things, or, you know, if you feel like you're situation is complicated, probably is really helpful uh, to check in with a professional and, you know, really talk to somebody and go through your life situation and, and they might open up a few more things for you. So sometimes what I, what I see people do, and I think this is a really good idea, is if you don't want to pay to see an accountant every year, maybe go once every five years. And, uh, you know, if your life isn't changing that much, uh, you might just pick up on a couple of things you might be missing and then just repeat that on your own for the following years. So it really depends that is on your great situation, advice. what you can afford. Yeah, that, and, and yeah. Yeah. That's really great advice, Tyler, honestly. Tyler is uh, the president and CEO of Spring Financial, uh, personal finance expert. And I think that's a really important piece because not everybody can afford the luxury of an accountant, but you might find that having a personal finance expert or accountant look at your return and even look back at previous returns, you can file for correction. You can end up making sure that money that sits on the table, what I said off the top of this segment, in how many millions of dollars in tax deductions and credits go unclaimed by Canadians, those sit on the table. That is still your money. Uh, you just have to figure out how to how to maximize your returns. And and having an expert help you with that is, is the first step in the right direction. So if, like you said, Tyler, once every number of years, if you can, take what you've got, go in and have it put through the expert lens. Um, one, one more thing I want to touch on. I've only got a minute here, but how do you carry forward deductions to maximize future returns? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a number of things that you can carry forward deductions for. RSPs is probably the biggest one. So as an example, if you're early in your career and uh, you expect to make more in the coming years, it might be more valuable for you to wait a couple years and then contribute because you're going to get more tax back for each dollar of contribution. Right. So as an example, if you were, you know, if your tax rate was 25%, but you expected in five years from now, your tax rate to be 40 or 45%, it might make sense to wait a little bit or not maximize your contributions now and do more later. Um, Use that's that one example. later. And yeah. yeah, another one is, you know, charitable giving. If you uh, give over, I think it's $200, uh, you can uh, achieve more of a tax uh, refund. So what some people do is, you know, even if you're just giving you know, $25, $50 away a year, you can kind of wait to claim that until it's over 200 and you'll get more money back. Tyler, you just gave me the perfect segue. I got the Greater Vancouver Food Bank coming up next on the program where you can buy their cookbook that is just being released. Awesome. Thank you for that beautiful unintended segue and for your time today. You're really helpful. Awesome. Thanks, Jody, for having me on.